0: Well, it's good to have you with us. Another edition of Jeff, Taxes, and Duval alongside Hayes Carline. My name is Rick Ballou. We are in the midst of the mid part of July, which means we draw even closer to the start of Jaguar's training camp. First things first, Hayes, say hello to our sponsor.
1: Yeah, it's getting close, Rick. I'm excited. And uh, yeah, certainly appreciate Spicklemyer Insurance Agency. I've been friends with John for a really long time. Super great guy. Uh, For all your car insurance needs, give him a call at 471-7155. I can tell you he has saved me hundreds of dollars. Uh, You really need to shop your policy around, and John can help you do that. Uh, And so again, 471-7155. We all have to have car insurance. Don't be paying too much for it. Let him look at your policy. He's either going to tell you, no, you got a good policy. I can't beat this, or he's going to be able to save you some money. So, you got nothing to lose. Super great guy. We appreciate John Spicklemeyer. It's Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. And, uh, Rick, yeah, it's hard to believe two weeks from today we will be out there. We won't be in pads yet, but uh, but that's okay. At least they'll be out there.
0: Yeah, and I love it. I I do. Uh, Unfortunately, I'll I'll miss the first couple of days because I'll be in Charlotte covering the Atlantic Coast Conference football meetings, but – um, the pads won't be on during that particular time. But, uh, hey, I'm, I'm ready. And I, I think it's been, you know, nearly a perfect offseason uh, for the Jaguars. It feels like everything has gone right. I, I love uh, the latest video of, uh, of Trevor in Arizona, thrown with Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk. It Just everything feels to be falling into place, except for the one decision that Jags have to make now in the next couple of days, that is whether or not they are going to give Evan Ingram a long-term contract extension. I, I, this is a tough one to me. This is legitimately a flip of the coin as to whether or not they'll be able to pull this off by Monday afternoon.
1: Yeah, and, and I don't think they're going to be able to do it, unfortunately. And it's more unfortunate, I think, for Evan than it is for the Jaguars. Uh, if Evan Ingram has a great year... The Jaguars could always just franchise tag him again. I mean, that's you know, particularly if if they were to get a deal done, let's say with Ridley and Josh Allen, or let's say that neither one of those players played particularly well, which would be obviously a real detriment to them achieving their goals. But uh, you know but we don't think of Ingram getting the tag again. Uh, you don't normally see tight ends get it twice, and and we know that Ridley and Allen will be on a higher level of importance because of their positions. But, if it were to happen that the Ridley and Josh Allen verdicts were in, uh you could always franchise him again at thirteen point one million, which might be less than what he's asking for right now on an annual per year basis. so i uh, I think Evan Ingram I think his agent kind of overplayed this hand a little bit. um If I was the Jaguars, I'd be waiting it out i I mean, I'd love to see them get a deal done with Evan. I think he's a great player, he's uh, unbelievable work ethic, great professional. But there's got to be a a reason, you know. There's got to be a rational thought here for the Jaguars as they start to, you know, get to a point where they've they've got to be planning the Trevor Lawrence extension, and, you know, at this point, I think you you would have loved to have seen a deal earlier in the off season, right? You know, when they tagged them, because then they could have gotten a deal done that that first year number wouldn't have been so big, and and you could have done some other things. Now there's really you know it doesn't really do the jaguars a lot of good to to sign him to an extension on this year's cap i mean you'd lower it from 11.3 to you know probably 6 something like that but that 5 million dollars you know you've got roughly what 15 now so you'd have 20 I, I don't know how much that really helps you uh so i've gotten to the point where i think if you're the jaguars it probably makes sense just to let this one ride a little bit if uh if he doesn't have a good year then obviously you you know he you've got the leverage at that point. Uh, if he has a big time year, you just franchise him again, and it goes up. You know, one point eight million dollars, which isn't you know to me that's not a uh, a deal breaker.
0: Yeah, you know you can go either way with this one. Um, position wise, uh, where is it? I think it's more important on this team uh, than others, certainly with uh, the way that Doug Peterson is going to run his offense, and I, I would think that there's going to be uh, much more installed this year because of the consistency of uh, who does return. Um, you know, the the Brenton Strange pick wasn't necessarily a surprise to me, but when you went with Bigsby and him in the reverse order there, uh, the importance was shown that, hey, listen, you've got a quarterback. You have got to have him an unlimited amount of weapons so when you look at what the future moving ahead beginning in 2024 again forget about Evan Ingram for a second just look at the position what is the position value of a tight end if you're going to be paying uh, Trevor Lawrence 55 plus million dollars a year you know Tony Baselli earlier in the week said 25 sacks the combination of Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker. If that's to happen, two things. Number one, the Jaguars are going to win a tremendous amount of games. Yes. Number two, both those players had enormous seasons, which would be good uh, you know, for, for Allen as far as the resigning. So I just don't know if the position equals the amount of money, and then there has been inconsistency. Now, year one for Ingram was outstanding, but it was also a show-me year. He's got a reputation as a guy who's dropped footballs, And obviously, he hasn't been healthy in his career. So, I kind of like what the Jags are doing. And and what if, all of a sudden, we start to see Brenton Strange uh, make some grabs? And and you could almost look at it as if, all right, in the degree of importance, maybe Ingram is not as high up as, uh, you know, we assumed... Earlier. So, you know, that's going to be intriguing. I I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, The only other thing that really surprises me, Hayes, and I know we've talked about it a great deal, but where's the extra pass rusher? They're still going to go into this thing, um, certainly minus at least one body. And, uh, you know, I know the Dewan Smoot conversation is out there, and I think you could get him on the cheap because he's battling back from an Achilles tendon. But frankly, I don't know if that's enough. I mean, there's still big-name pass rush guys that are out there, and it makes you wonder, are they waiting for the market to go down? Well, there could be a flip side to that. Here I say you have an injury, all of a sudden that market goes up because there's an automatic need in that particular situation. So I am surprised they haven't added a veteran defensive lineman.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing that I think at some point they've, they've got to take a little bit more seriously is, What happens if Trayvon Walker or Josh Allen get hurt for any length of time? You've got nothing. I mean, you've got nothing if that happens. Because let's say it's Josh Allen. Well, Trayvon Walker is just going to see double teams left and right uh, even more than he sees now. If it's Trayvon Walker, you know Josh Allen's not going to be able to overcome that. I mean, what evidence is there that if, if Josh Allen is consistently getting the primary attention of the defense... He's not going to be a very good player. Um, I mean, he'll be okay, but he's not going to be a nine-sack guy. Uh, and so what do you really have at that point? If Kayla Von Chason has to go in there and give you 60% or more of the defensive snaps. So I, I'm i with you. Uh, I wouldn't want to wait and have to make that kind of a signing uh, in desperation mode. And And at this point, I might go down the list a little bit of free agent edge rushers that are available. I mean, if you're if you're talking about the guys that are still out there and 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 so forth, uh, Clowney, Quinn, Ingram, if those guys are all looking for an opportunity to start still at this point, then you know I, I'd want to get someone in here. I do think they'll resign, you know, Dewan Smoot. But I mean, you're talking almost Halloween before, you know, yeah. you're probably going to be able to count on getting anything out of him. So. I uh, yeah, it it it's troubling, particularly if there's an injury there. I think if you were talking about, you know, the the most indispensable jaguars on the roster, obviously Trevor's one, but I think you can make a case that Trayvon and Josh Allen might be two and three.
0: It'll be very interesting to see what does happen. Obviously, they'll both be asked about it uh, whenever we hear from Trent Baalke again and once we get with Doug Peterson uh, beginning in a couple of weeks it's a much better roster it's going to be difficult for a lot of these guys to make the team and uh, we'll certainly look at that as we do push forward all right uh you know in the next two weeks until things really get started uh, I think those are the two biggest issues is there anything else out there that that um that you're wondering about
1: not so much from a Jaguar standpoint I'm curious I haven't watched it yet but will you watch that quarterback show on Netflix
0: you know, maybe I just coming up with so many of these different things, and I, I enjoyed the one involved with the PGA Tour. Um, there's a chance I may watch it. Obviously, if Trevor was in it, there's no doubt I would. But um, you know, it's on my list, but I've yet to take a look at it. How about you?
1: Yeah, me neither. I, I people. It seems like people are really enjoying it, so I, I'm I'm anxious to. I don't know when I'll do it. I still have to finish uh, Secession uh w- with my wife Jean and every one of the have you watched that show?
0: Yeah, and I quit. the only okay. reason why I quit is that it it's such a uh, dysfunctional family which yeah. a lot of us can relate to, but the men a lot of the men in it are, are such sissies, right. including that uh the the, the, the son in law, I couldn't handle him anymore. Yeah, and, you know what's up with being old like that? And being so angry and needing so much power—I mean, isn't there a point in life where you can just pour yourself a glass of lemonade and sit in the shade and enjoy the rest of your days? I—I I, and I know that's the role that he plays, and he plays it very, very well. Yeah, but it kind of turned me off.
1: Right? No, I'm—I'm I'm with you. I—I I like the show. I—we're uh, in the final season, but I will say this: we're like four episodes into the final season, and I think there's probably like eight. Uh every episode feels like it's 3 hours long. Now it's great, but because there is zero action in the show, it is all dialogue. Like it just feels like by the time you get to the end of one, you can't watch another one. I mean, at least in my <laughs> opinion. I mean, you feel like you've been through a war and and it's 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 entertaining. I mean, I've I've really enjoyed it. But anyway, I so I will get to probably quarterback, but I'll probably be late to the party and get to it. Uh, once um you know everybody 's seen it and broken it down, I just was curious uh if you were going to be interested in it. I was listening to your show the other night, and uh, I always appreciate when you talk true crime and we try and do that on this show to uh kind of keep things uh you know a little light not always uh you know totally n f l related uh, and I heard you talking about a uh certain parole e that uh that is occurring. Can you fill us in on that?
0: Yeah, I mean it was a it was a huge surprise because uh everyone from the Manson family uh for the most part has been denied uh parole. There there are some examples like you know Squeaky Frome who uh who tried to uh murder President Ford, um but she was not involved in the actual Manson murders that took place in in Southern California. Leslie Van Houten was and Leslie Van Houten was 19 when she went to jail and she was released this week and you know she said all the right things it's almost a scenario where you believe her you you want to believe her but it still doesn't erase the fact that she took away innocent people's lives and to me she's always been the most mysterious one of them all for starters she was incredibly good looking i mean she was a prom queen she came from an educated family. She graduated high school. Everyone else in Manson's cult, you know, they were drifters. Right. They, they were prostitutes. They were homeless. Um, this was the exception to the rule. The combination of uh, of Charlie's, you know, LSD, as well as the mind games that he was able to play, uh, totally controlled this lady. But I, I always looked at her a little bit differently from. You know, Lisa Kasabian and Susan Atkins and uh, Patricia Krenwinkel and anyone else who was part of that family. But she's out and, you know, she's going to go into a halfway house to begin with to learn about a cell phone and how to use a computer and, and to do all those things. I and mean, remember, she went to jail in 1969. Yeah. She hasn't seen any of that stuff. I'm sure she's seen it on TV. And, you know, I know they sneak cell phones into the big house um, all the time, but it's going to be interesting. And she's 73. So, I mean, depending on what she does, she could be, I mean, she could be dead tomorrow. She could also live hell another 20 plus years.
1: Did, did, and I'm sure this is part of it. At what point in her incarceration did she start to turn on Manson? Because during the trial, they were, they were still very much under his spell, I guess would be the way to say it, correct?
0: Yes, no doubt. Yeah. Um, When the LSD wore off? (laughs) I I, I mean, I I really don't know the answer to that question. I have never experimented uh, with that type of drug, but I I know there was relapse. And I also think that, you know, the other side of what Charlie did is that he scared the living snot out of you. He had you in such control and that if you disobeyed him, something really bad was gonna happen. I mean Nansen had those his followers believing that, you know, he was legitimately God. And that and the combination of the drugs really messed up these young women. So I, I think there's some that may be sympathetic and said she didn't know what she was doing as far as uh, you know, her her state of mind at the time. The other is, are you kidding me? She still went in there and didn't stab those victims once or twice. I mean, it was multiple. It was in the 40s or 50s uh, for each victim. So it'll go down, in my opinion, as, uh, as probably, you know, the, the greatest period of, uh, of uncertainty as far as crime and one that will stick out, I think, for hundreds and hundreds of years down the road, kind of like Jack the Ripper. You know, in England, I I think when you start, and we've seen all these serial killers that have come after, but I think that Manson family will always go down as really the blueprint for uh, true crime in the United States.
1: Yeah, I think so, because of the bizarre nature of it. And, uh, um, you know, Manson obviously died in, in 2017. Do you think we could ever see something like this again? Or do you think it was so directly tied to this drug... Sort of revolution, expand your mind uh, era. That this was a, a byproduct of it. Do you, and, and, you know, because it, it feels like we had, you know, for a different sort of reasons, we've we've had other cults. David Koresh uh, in the early nineties in Waco, but we're in twenty twenty three now. It doesn't feel like this anything like this has happened uh, recently. Have we seen the last cult, or do you think that this could a- absolutely still very much happen in today's world?
0: Well, you know, I, I do think it happens, and I think a lot of it uh, takes place in, 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 you know, a variety of, of different ways. But I, I, I don't think it's drug-induced. LSD, follow me. On, uh, unfortunately, I think it's far more uh, significant and dangerous. You know, probably to do with uh, things along the lines of, of uh, sex trafficking and, and stuff like that, which is just awful. Just a flat out picking up hippies on the side of the road and you know, giving them a joint that's laced with LSD. I I, I don't think that that is really um, in play now, uh, partly because it's almost impossible to pull that off. I mean, there was no surveillance back then. There was no forensics back then. Um, Committing a crime now is very, very difficult, especially a, um, you know, a crime which would be a felony, a massive crime, whether it be homicide or what have you, no matter where you go um you're you're leaving behind your dna and no matter where you go there are video cameras all over the place so you know perhaps underground maybe in another country somewhere but in order for that to happen here that that would be a surprise uh for me because it, i mean can you imagine if manson tried to do that today right uh, his whole act would have been caught um you know immediately unless of course it Happen at the White House, and they wouldn't have had any knowledge at all as to what happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, well said. I, I want to say this, too. We've never really done this, but look, if there's ever any, if there's a case, an old case you're curious about, or maybe something that you've seen uh, that you'd like us to talk about, uh, I've seen probably, I haven't seen nearly what, what Rick has, but between the two of us, there's a good chance one of us can, can talk a little bit about Uh, Something so, uh, are you cool with that, Rick? If we kind of throw that out there, yeah. If if you guys ever want to talk about, you know, a case or something, particularly, you know, again, we're getting close to training camp, so it's going to be a lot of Jaguars, but we always try to reserve a few minutes for something else, uh, towards the end when we can. So, uh, yeah, feel free to reach out to us, uh, on Twitter. Uh, if you'd like to talk about something uh, a little bit more on the uh, in the true crime genre. But uh, but before we get out here, I want to thank John Spicklemeyer again. Again, 471-7155 for all your car insurance needs. Give him a call. He'll help you out. It'll save you a lot of money uh, like he has me, uh, done for me, uh, great friend. And uh, does a sensational job. Also, the Mandarin Athletic Association, something really close to John's heart. Uh, It's where he grew up playing youth sports, uh, right there on Greenland Road. Uh, Go to mandarintigers.com. If you're trying to get your child involved in youth football and cheerleading, uh, all those, uh, you know, really healthy events, you know, children, you know, that's, that's just so so great for their development if you're looking to do that and you're looking for a great organization Mandarin Athletic Association uh, again, check them out, MandarinTigers.com. and again, for car insurance give John a call, 471-7155 uh, people can reach out to me on Twitter, at Hayes Carlion. Rick, uh, sign us out of here and tell them how they can get in touch with you
0: Yeah, absolutely, Baloo1010XL 10, 10, on Twitter, that's B-A-L-L-O-U 1010 x l share all your comments with us as always we do appreciate it we'll talk with you next week right here on death taxes and Duval. all